Hello, hello, welcome back. This is the Fantasy Daydreamers podcast. Producer Ian, hit it. Welcome in, welcome in. What's up? What's good? It's your boy, Big Gang, your host, JJ, and this is the Fantasy Daydreamers Podcast. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JJ Daydreamers. With me tonight, I have Keone. Hello, everybody. Uh, it's great to be speaking to you right now. And you can follow me on Twitter at Daydreamer Keone to hear me type at you. Cool, yeah. And also, Rocco the Legend is here, Ryan. What's up? What's good, bro? All right, I think you just found my new Twitter handle. Rocco the Legend, <laughs> I like it. Uh, what's up, guys? You know, Twitter is R-O-K-K-O, Daydreamer. Rocco. I knew I took the weekend off. I was on vacation, like I said, on the live. But I will be back on Twitter this week. So hit me up for your questions or if you guys just want to chat about anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys can also follow our show Twitter at FF Daydreamers, uh, where we will interact with you. You guys can uh, shoot us any of us DMs, ask us questions, just tweet at us, ask us questions. Use the hashtag AskFDD. We'll be answering those questions. That's an easy way to, to get us uh, get in contact with us, get your questions answered. Tonight on the show, we have news week one recap and a waiver wire ads so let's get into some news quarterback for the miami dolphins Tua tongue of iloa suffered a bruised ribs and is considered day to day i don't think any of us were saying to stream Tua to start Tua, so it's just something to no. keep an eye on this is not good for my uh, Samo and slingshot, though, theory, you know? Yeah, yeah but it really hurt the Dolphins' offense. I think I would yeah. stay away from the whole offense in general. Miles Gaskin included? Yeah, I don't know. They weren't moving the ball that well to me. Brisket did not look like the guy that I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, another quarterback injury. Andy Dalton suffered a bone bruise in his knee. There's no status yet, except for the Bears said if he's ready to go, he will be the starter. So we'll have to wait and see if he's ready to go or not. See if Justin Fields takes over there in Chicago. Another quarterback injury, Tyrod Taylor, suffered a hamstring injury and is expected to be sidelined for the next four games. I feel horrible That's, for that guy. He was yeah. he was killing the Browns, bro. He was, I mean, yeah. He played really good against the Jaguars in week one, and he was playing pretty good against the Browns in week two. And hamstring injuries are just tough. Tough to come back from, especially uh, during the season. And I think it came on a touchdown too, which is even more like he looked so like upset after the touchdown because he knew he was hurt. I'm, I must have missed that, but I'll go back and watch it. No, you, I think you, he ran. Like, yeah, yeah, you're right. You did run it in, okay. and then he kind of limped. He kind of limped off, mm. but he, he didn't come out at that moment. Yeah, he played. He more. just okay. he just got hurt later. Like probably okay. re- hurt it more actually. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, aggravated it and then actually injured it. Yeah. 
Uh, Derek Carr is also questionable, according to uh, Coach John Gruden, but he added that he thinks he'll play. Yeah, the, the numbers lie in this specific circumstances because <laughs> he's not as good as the numbers are suggesting. Like, yeah. I think he's probably one of the top passing quarterbacks right now in terms of in terms of yards. He's never and won. He's just he, he's not that he's he's inaccurate. I, I just I, I don't know. And he he dyes his hair. He wears makeup. And that's fine if he wants to do that. I'm sure he might be doing a side gig on the strip. I don't know. Maybe Ryan saw him. But this weekend, but it's Derek and Derek Carr doing his one man show, a street car named Desire. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I just I don't like him right now. I'm sorry. But yeah. Another Raider also banged up Josh Jacobs. He didn't play on Sunday and he is also, according to coach John Gruden, very questionable and is considered day to day. I don't know why he added that very questionable in there, but it kind of worries me. He didn't play uh, with an illness this past week. And he's like, seems personally taken aback by the Josh Jacobs injury, like just Gruden (laughs) taking it like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're injured. Well then I'm going to, Speak ill of you in the press. I don't know. Jarvis Landry sprained his MCL. He's expected to miss a few games. It's just a rough one. Odell hasn't played. Now Jarvis Landry. I mean, this is a run first team, but it's going to be a run only team. It's looking like pretty soon. Basically. Carson Wentz sprained both of his ankles, and there is no status as of now. Um, He's going to play. I know Carson. Well, I mean, if if Eastman plays the way he did, then he'll have to play. Yeah, well. I, so I can declare that Carson Wentz didn't lose that game. Eastman lost the game for, for the Colts. Uh, yeah, the, I mean, they made it a game against the Rams defense. I didn't think they were going to, but they did. Was, I like the Colts fine. defense as well. The Colts defense yes. did, did better than I thought they would. Yeah. That's good. Ah, Forgot about Cooper Cup. I'll tell you that. Well, we'll get into Cooper Cup a little (laughs) bit later. Daryl Henderson uh, in that uh, same Colts Rams game, the running back Daryl Henderson for the Rams has a rib cartilage injury. Uh, It's just something to keep an eye on. We're not really sure he could be day to day. I think he's day to day right now. So he could play, but he might not. And then the 49ers, the 49ers running backs. Trey Sermon went down. He's in concussion protocol. Elijah Mitchell, he has a right shoulder injury, and he is considered day-to-day. And then Jermichael Hasty, he's going to be out for the foreseeable future uh, a couple weeks, it's looking like. So the 49ers have been working a couple people out. I know they brought in Duke Johnson. Um, so. Do you think I told they you this last week. Keep an eye on Jeff Wilson, baby. He's coming back, and <laughs> he will be the trusted guy in the backfield. Hmm. Do you think yeah. they have the same training staff as the Ravens, though? I mean, like, because it's, it, it's so many injuries. <laughs> yeah, but the, the 49ers, I feel like their running backs are often injured every year. But maybe that's because they have Raheem Mostert, who is injured every year. Jeff Wilson seems to be get injured quite often. They just like guys that get injured. So I don't know. They like they like broken. Uh, they like damaged people. <laughs> yeah, damaged Toxic goods, relationships. Yeah. 
Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers wide receiver Deontay Johnson uh, didn't suffer a serious injury there at the end of the game. He shouldn't be out uh, long term. Could miss a week, though. So he's their leading wide receiver right now. So it's just something to keep an eye on. LaVisca Chenault also injured his shoulder. Wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is expected to be able to go this week, though. So, are you guys starting LaVisca Chenault? Is, I mean, he's been pretty disappointing so far. It's all about Marvin Jones, baby. <laughs> Ryan shaking his Second head, yes. Best. Yeah, okay. Um, is LaVisca Chenault a cut candidate? No. I think he's Not just quite. old. You just okay. hold him, keep on the bench. Okay. He'll break out sooner or later. And then wide receiver for the Dallas Cowboys, Amari Cooper, will be evaluated later in the week for a rib injury. So we're going to have to wait and see, uh, wait on more news to come out there. And that'll do it for the news. Let's move on to our week one recap. So let's move on. What were some, I said week one recap. This is week two. <laughs> no one corrected me. Week two recap. Uh, you, I kind of thought you'd have repeated for a second because you said, let's move on two times. I'm like, you know what? Yeah, Maybe no. this was a glitch. I'm in the a broken system. record. Yeah. <laughs> Week two the recap. The Matrix is coming out soon. So. What are some takeaways you guys had from the week two slate of games? And I'll, I'll go first. I'll give you my first uh, takeaway. The Jaguars defense is bad. Now, this is something that I think we knew coming into the season, but playing against the Texans in week one then the Broncos in week two, those are two. Well, the Texans, we didn't think were going to be a good offense. The Broncos have a lot of weapons, but they're not a great offense. But the Jacks have been bottom five in yards given up, and I'm looking to stream quarterbacks against this Jaguars defense. Teddy Bridgewater, his dripfulness. 328 yards, two touchdowns, finishes the QB 10. Tyrod Taylor, 291 yards, two touchdowns, finishes the QB 11. I think most of the players, most of the quarterbacks that you're going to get against the Jags, you're going to be top 12. You're going to be wanting to start them. My second takeaway was from Monday night's game, Aaron Jones. This man is a monster. He had 17 carries for 67 rushing yards. Six receptions for 48 receiving yards and had four total touchdowns. He finished as the RB2 and helped me win a huge game uh, in fantasy. So it was, yeah, lots of excitement there. If you watch that game, I mean, they just couldn't stop Aaron Jones from getting in the end zone, especially near the goal line. And my last takeaway, Cooper Cup, another monster. Nine receptions on 11 targets. 163 yards, got in the end zone twice. Brian, you were definitely right about this one. He Amen. Finished, <laughs> he finished <laughs> as the wide receiver. Wide receiver one this week. He was wide receiver 11 in week one. He's led the team in snaps, targets, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Good job, Brian. Hit the nail right on the head with Cooper Cup. Can I give a fun fact about him? Yeah. Um, he is the first Ram to have in their first two games uh, at least 100 or 100 receiving yards and a touchdown. So in each of his first two games, he's the first Ram to have to do that. 
Uh, that's pretty impressive because they actually had some good Rams back in the back yeah. in the what is it? Tory Holt on turf. Yeah, Tory yeah. Holt. Yeah, yeah. Um, Isaac yeah, Bruce. Cooper Cup, man, he is absolutely Isaac Bruce. Yeah, uh, absolutely killing it, bro. I, it's crazy. He seems like he's open on every single play, and it's really affecting Tyler Higby, to be honest. Like Woods and Hig- Higby. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Ryan, what are some takeaways you had? All right. Uh, so for me, uh, first takeaway is QB tiers. It feels like there's a top four guys like um, Lamar, uh, Patty. So Lamar right now is third in the NFL in rushing yards. Like just think like, <laughs> he's behind Derrick Henry, who went off, and Joe Mixon. Right. Patty Mahomes, six touchdowns, over 300 yards, both games. Tom Brady has nine touchdowns in two games, and Kyler Murray with a total of nine touchdowns in two games. It, that, that four seems like it's way, way above the Josh Allen who struggled in both his games. I know he had a touchdown that was kind of like he, a rushing touchdown, but he slid, so it got taken away. Uh, again, Justin Herbert, I know he had a couple of touchdowns taken away, but it just seems like when you look at that top four compared to the Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, Ryan Tannehill, that's like a tier above its, of itself. And maybe Tom Brady's a little more matchup based because he's played against two of the worst defense in the NFL. But, uh, man, he he's dominating. Lamar's running all over the field. Uh, talking about Lamar, post-hype sleeper, Hollywood Brown? I mean, I know we yeah. made fun of him a lot in the offseason, but you have to understand, uh, he's had eight touchdowns in the last eight games. And seven of those games, seven of those eight games, he's had six or more targets. Uh, I know we say touchdowns are not like a, a stat. It's really, it's not a stat you can keep going. But man, he's he's going though. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of crazy. He looks like he's the lead guy over Mark Andrews and Keone. I mean, I think he called it right. I think Mark Andrews is the second guy on that team now. Uh, yeah, I, it's crazy. Well, I I think it really helps that. And I hate to say it because I've been on on the Ravens. You know they're not a good team or whatever. I think they're starting to find their passing game, which makes them very scary, as we saw. Like so, and I think that only helps Marquise Brown, and that might affect uh, Mark Andrews, who I thought wasn't you know as a potential bust maybe, but we'll see. And uh, we'll see. my for my third one, it, it's actually more of a question: Is Kittle still the third tight end? Mm. Uh, it's, it's kind of scary. You think about it, he's only had nine targets in two games last year against Philadelphia, just a game in Philadelphia alone. He went, he had 15 targets for 15 receptions and 183 yards. He doesn't even have that in the first two games. It seems like him and Jimmy and Debo Samuel have connected a lot more than Kittle. And when you think that TJ Hawkinson has had now two good games in a row, uh, Kyle Pitts is getting a little higher, uh, getting more targets. Uh, it just seems a little bit. Is Kittle still in that top tier? We know Kelsey and Waller are up there, but maybe Kittle comes back to the pack a little bit. Yeah. It, you know, I, I don't really understand. I mean, maybe the 49ers offense is a little slow, slower because I only scored 17 points in versus the Eagles. But, man, it, it's a little weird. You wasted, you drafted a guy, drafted Kittle in the third round. Is it a bad pick? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's looking like it right now. I mean, I think he will come around, come into his own. Uh, I this think offense, so, too. I just, this but, is not the start you need right now. Yeah. not yeah. Lions and the Eagles should have been two big matchups for him. And it's kind of weird it's not. 
All right, Keone, yeah. what are three takeaways you had from this week? So um, I'm, my first one is is kind of a question well, or a question as well. Are Thursday night games going to be good this year? And I know we've only had two, but, and and like the first one uh, was, you know, the Tampa Bay versus the uh, first game Cowboys. of the season. Yeah. And it was the first game of the season. So you have time to prepare and all this sort of stuff. But I mean, the, I felt like the uh, game with the Washington versus the uh, Giants was a very good game. Like both games so far have come down to last minute field goals. Like they've come down to fourth quarter drives. And if anything, it might be good for quarterbacks because all the quarterbacks have done very well in, in fantasy in, in these games. And I don't think they're necessarily going to continue the quarterbacks (laughs) to be like that. Cause I mean, Taylor Heineke looked really good. I don't know if he can sustain that. Um, And Daniel Jones again. And here's a fun fact about Daniel Jones, by the way, Um, nobody has lost their first seven primetime games while Daniel and Daniel Jones has lost six. However, his seventh is against the chiefs. Yeah. So Daniel Jones might make Good history, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, I just think it's it's been good. And then this week it's Carolina versus the Texans, and I kind of have to take back what I've said about the Texans because they've looked actually pretty good. They try um, really hard, bro. Like they yeah. actually go out there and play one hundred percent. Yeah. And so, if anything, I think this game's going to be really good for the running backs. So, I mean, obviously, you have Sim C um, with Carolina. But then both, uh, everybody, or at least these uh, running backs on the Texans have looked fairly decent, even though there's like yeah. three of them. But still, they're being used in the game, and they seem to be getting, you know, a good amount of looks. So I'm just – it makes me a little excited because, you know, it's it's nice to have good games throughout the season. And if Thursday nights can be good games, you know, that just adds another element to fantasy and, and stuff of the like. Um and then my 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 my, uh, my second takeaway is um, it's similar to one of what Ryan had. I think week two has really helped define the tiers in the NFL. Like they're the two and O teams seem really like they're two and O, like they're really really good. Uh, whereas like the O and two teams look really bad. And then there's the one there's the one and one teams who are kind of like you know middle middle of the pack, but there's some that are obviously higher than others. Like I would say both the Ravens and the chiefs shown that they're probably better than one-on-one, but they just happen to face each other. So, you know, that kind of cancels out, but I think we're getting closer to kind of a, a clearer picture of how the NFL is, is going to be this year. And, you know, they say when you're doing statistics and stuff, um, you know, one point doesn't really mean anything. And then like two points is just a line, but three points, that's where a trend starts to happen. So you need at least three points of, of data to get a, a, a clear picture of how that set is going to go. And so I think we still have to wait till next week, but I think the picture is definitely getting clearer and along those, those tier systems for sure. There's definitely, I think teams are setting themselves apart or falling down, you know, in, and their records, I think reflect that as of right now, at least. And obviously things change, but still, I think um, it helps to see like who's getting more and, and stuff like that. Anyway, not, not to cut you off for quick. Can you, what was that quote again? One point the, is what? Two oh, I said just line. Uh, <laughs> basically, <laughs> basically. So one point is just a dot. Two points is a line. Three points is a trend. So 
Hey, folks, I'm going to use that next week. Just let you know. <laughs> That's good. That is good. All right. What's your third takeaway? Again, this is sort of rehashing something we talked about last week. Um, I think both the refs and as well as the owners are making the game worse right now, both in terms of the taunting penalties, which I know there's there's a lot of there was a lot of talk about taunting penalties. But here's a fun fact about the taunting penalties. There have been 11 taunting penalties called in the first two weeks of the NFL this season. I think that's more than there was in the entirety of the 2020 NFL season and just as many as there was in the 2019 season. So we're only two weeks in and there it seems like there there's an incentive to call these penalties. And I know there's certain ones that are like, yeah, they would have called those anyways, as, as JJ and I were talking earlier, but it's just, it's to me, it's the, the most egregious part about it is the micromanaging aspect of it. They're trying to fix a part of the game that didn't need to be fixed. And they're making up this false opponent that people didn't, there, there wasn't, there, they didn't exist. And I think it's just the owners trying to force their power more on the NFL. And I, it's just, I don't think it's necessary. And that's what makes me mad is it's people trying to f- make things, make issues that aren't there. And then there, I think there's a lot of, also in terms of the refs, there's a lot of calls that are either made that shouldn't have been made or are not made that need to be called. And because there's countless times where, you you know, they bring the guy on from, you know, for Fox or whomever it is that like retired ref. And I'm sorry, I can't remember their names right now, um, but you know who they are. And it's like, oh yeah, I didn't see what they're, I didn't see what they're looking at. And so it's like, I don't, I don't know. Are these, it seems like it's kind of like the, the, the replacement refs in a way. And it's just, it's frustrating, but hopefully it will get better. Yeah. I think it'll take time. Yeah, I mean, refs are always going to be there, so just got to play through them. All right, that'll do it for the week two recap. Let's move on to our waiver wire ads. So let's go over our top three waiver wire ads. These are players that are rostered in 33% or fewer leagues, so that way we know they are in. They're probably available in your league, so uh, go hit the waiver wire. First, is there anyone that you guys want to say hey go check the waiver wire this guy i was not able to put on my roster um, one guy that comes to mind as an example for me jd mckissick jd mckissick had a huge game for washington he had a, was in on a lot of uh passing downs and i think that trend continues he was also in in the two minute drill for washington and got in the end zone there so i think if uh, jd mckissick is out there go take a look at adding jd mckissick that's a good point. I saw this thing where he actually, in a two-minute drill, had 19 snaps to um, Gibson's one. Yeah. Like, it's it's crazy, that, that differential right there. Yeah. Uh, another guy that comes to my mind, Sterling Shepard, Ryan said to add him last week, um, which if you didn't listen to him, maybe he's still out on your waiver wire. Go add Sterling Shepard. He's looking like the Giants' number one Maybe not number one receiver, but number one go-to guy for Daniel Jones. Um, any players that you guys were not able to add to your list that you think, hey, go go take a look. Mm. I know I'm kind of putting you on the spot here. Sorry. Yeah, because I no, this is I didn't I looked for specifically less yeah, than yeah. Um, uh, if there aren't any, then let's uh, just get into our list. 
Keone, who's your first player? So I, I discussed him earlier, and even though I, I kind of trashed him <laughs> earlier a bit, and it, it, it doesn't necessarily, it, it kind of pains me, but like I said, he's not as good as the numbers show. But if the numbers are showing, he's then the numbers you know, still. Yeah. Exactly. That's my point. It's like, I don't think he's as good as this, but if he's getting those numbers, then you might as well take advantage of it. So I'm trying to be as like for this as impartial because we are trying to help you. Yep. So like, I can't let be like, oh, I don't like Derek Carr right now. Don't get him if he's, but he's doing well. So I, he's, he's had two games in a row where he's had more than, in the first game, he had 435 yards and two touchdowns. And then this past game, he had 382 yards and two touchdowns. So he's both scoring and getting yards. And he uh, is like, he's not very mobile, but you know, he, he still can move around Oof. and stuff. And as long as he gets more accurate, I think he'd be a good quarterback. So he's, he's, but he's getting a lot of yards and, and he's, he's playing, going against he's playing good defenses. Yeah, and Miami is another. He's is a defense he faces this week. But we saw how uh, uh, the Bills did against Miami defense, and so I, I did uh, somehow call that one in the uh, sit of the week. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the, the Miami they'll get a turnover, but that's essentially all they'll do, really. Yeah. So M- Miami thought it was a good defense, but you know they're going to get yards. So two weeks in a row, Keone's going with the quarterback as his uh, number one waiver wire pickup. Yeah, well, let's let's not focus on the previous <laughs> one I talked about. All right, <laughs> you know, actually, JJ, looking at our list, me and you are really similar. Uh, so I'll talk about one of the guys you don't actually have on your list is a uh, KJ Osborne, um, or yeah, I'm pretty sure that's his name, the third yeah. receiver for the Vikings. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, this guy is putting up kind of crazy stats. I think he has, I think, more touchdowns than. Allen Robinson, more uh, more receptions than uh, or, se- or almost more uh, receptions than Mari Cooper. Like he is putting up a pretty good stats. And I know he had that one big play, but he's in a lot of plays. The Vikings offense is actually scoring the ball pretty well. Uh, so if you need a guy, maybe especially if Justin Jefferson or Adam Thielen get hurt, I think this guy could be a guy that definitely is a wide receiver territory if one of those guys gets hurt. But right, I think he could be a wide receiver three there. Throwing the ball over the yard right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh yeah. Go go pick up KJ Osborne. He's like one percent out. So yes. Yeah, one yeah, percent rostered out there. One point one percent, right? Or yeah, yeah, one point one percent. I mean, again, <laughs> so me he's available. You have a lot. Me and you yeah. have a lot in common, JJ. Actually, all of us do, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. All right. One guy that you didn't name is my first guy on my waiver wire uh, ads this week. Rondale Moore from the Arizona Cardinals, 19.2% owned. Um, Rondale Moore now leads the team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards after Sunday's game. And you got to remember, DeAndre Hopkins is on that team. So for him to be leading is, is crazy. He did have... Seven receptions, 114 yards, and scored a touchdown. He's still lower on the depth chart. He's fourth on the depth chart right now, so he needs to see the field more, be out there more to to see this productivity uh, consistently continue. But we saw his explosiveness this week, and I expect him to start getting more work soon. Pass up Christian Kirk, maybe. Pass up A.J. Green for sure. so yeah, Rondell Moore, rookie wide receiver. So he's getting 
Yeah, sorry, go. Sorry, go. I think the interesting thing about him is it seemed like he caught a lot of his passes like behind the line of scrimmage. So he was acting kind of like a, a running back in a way, like a pass catching running back. And then he got a lot of yards after the catch. And so that also might cut into maybe like a James Connor or a Chase Edmonds type roles. Cause mm. why would you use them as like the pass catching running back? If you have, you know, Rondale Moore there just be starting behind the line of scrimmage. So I think he's can be used in, in numerous ways on this team. And it seems like he is. Yes, I, I completely agree with you guys. He is so explosive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I mean, the way he cuts in now, certain like certain routes. Again, we, you're right. The idea is that he's getting the ball at the line of scrimmage. They are purposely make like when he's on the field, which is again the fourth most as receivers. He is getting the ball. They are purposely giving him the ball. So uh, again, yeah, I agree. Uh, pick him up. All right, yeah, he broke some people's ankles by the way. Yeah, as well. yeah, yeah. Keone, who's next up on your? waiver wire um so it's it's kind of a stack i guess um if you can't get Derek carr or maybe you, you get both of these guys um i would say get hunter renfro who's i think only 6.5 percent owned uh he he's getting targets so because they're passing the ball so much he is getting targets so last week he had nine targets and this week he had seven targets and then he went for 70 yards. And then this game, he went 57 yards. So I think that's a good, you know, like flex position or flex wide receiver or something. Um, if, if you're really, you know, if you've, if you had some injuries or, or whatnot, or cause there's been a lot of injuries already, which is unfortunate, but the only thing he that is going against him is he doesn't get in the end zone. And hope, so hopefully that changes, but he is getting targeted a good amount and he's catching a good portion of them. So uh he's he's out there and uh if that productivity continues look for hunter renfro yeah he's always been a a safe go-to guy for Derek carr for a couple years now and i expect that to continue ryan who you got next on your list uh cordell patterson uh I know we talked about it earlier about the Gway Gallman, but here it's week one, t- week one. It's 18 touches for 72 yards for Mike Davis. Patterson, nine total touches for 67 yards. And then week two, 16 total touches for Mike Davis for six for 63 yards. And Patterson, 12 total touches for 69 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> Patterson has been better with his touches and have all as also making this more of a committee than I think we thought. I mean, we all made fun of Patterson for a long time because this guy's well, he's a running back, but he comes in for his two plays a game and just is a real kick returner, punt returner. But man, Patterson has really like done well on this Atlanta offense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd come pick him up. I think he's making the snaps. Mike Davis is still way ahead. Like I think he's like 42 to 28. But again, Patterson is getting the work and producing more than Mike Davis is right now. Yeah. I have the I have the snaps here. I also have Cordero Patterson as my number two, eight percent rostered. And like Ryan's just said, Mike Davis just doesn't seem to be that guy. While Cordero Patterson is super explosive and fun to watch when he does get the ball in his hands. The problem is, like in this last game, he did only run thirty three percent of the snaps, while Mike Davis ran uh, all of the other sixty seventy something percent. So. Cordell Patterson needs to see the field more, but there are only two running backs on this team that are playing. Wayne Gallman has been a healthy scratch in the first two weeks. And uh, Cordell Patterson... a little bit more. (laughs) Producer Ian, you want to say anything? Are you good, buddy? (laughs) (laughs) So, 
<laughs> so yeah, just to re-emphasize, Cordell Patterson, 12 touches for 69 yards. Nice, 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 nice. And two <laughs> and two touchdowns against this uh, a really good Buccaneers front seven, really good Buccaneers defense. So I like I like Cordell Patterson. Keone, who's your last last player? Uh this is this one's kind of my like long stretch. Um, because I don't long I mean I do shot. have yeah. yeah, long shot. I don't I do have Rondell Moore and Cordero Patterson on my lists. Um, but in for anybody or for this is somebody we haven't talked about yet, maybe uh maybe also on the uh Arizona team, uh Max Williams looked really good. And you know he's um he know he's different because he has two X's in his name. So, <laughs> yeah. Double X! Right? So um, it just seemed like he was uh, getting the ball all over the, the field this week. And he had seven for seven. So that's really good for 94 yards. Didn't get, didn't get in the end zone, but he set up a lot of other people on those drives. So, um, and unfortunately he didn't very do much, do much in week one. But uh, they faced Jacksonville this week. And yeah. if you uh, weren't listening to earlier, which, you know, how, why would you be listening now? Not earlier. But uh, Jacksonville's maybe defense they, is bad. Yeah. Maybe they skipped around. You don't know. Yeah, that's true. We do have the markers for where, yeah. where to listen to things. Um, but yeah, Jacksonville defense is garbaggio. Yeah. And so I think Max Williams, if, if, uh, if Kyler Murray's going to be slinging the ball around, he's definitely an option. So we'll see if that is sustained and consistent. But you know, maybe you go up and get a tight end. Absolutely, Ryan. Who's your third and final player this week? Um, Zach Pascal. Hey, me too. Uh, yeah, Zach. I, I, I told yeah. you, you really yeah, like. We, it. I, uh, I know. Um, back to back weeks, five or more targets and. Now three touchdowns. Uh, it seems like him and Wentz have a good connection in the red zone. Uh, T.Y. Hilton with him being out for we don't know how long, and now Paris Campbell is out for this week. Uh, it seems like Pittman and him are the main two guys. It doesn't seem like there's a tight end that Carson Wentz loves yet. So I, I think Zach Pascal could be a wide receiver, a flex player, wide receiver three type of guy, uh, especially if they keep getting in the end zone like that. Yeah, or at, least, he, at least he gets targets in the red zone. That's all. That's yeah, all yeah. He, he chance. I mean, he's the number two on this team, definitely behind Michael Pittman. Um, but he just gets into the end zone more. Three targets inside the red zone, three receptions, three touchdowns. So Zach Pascal doing his thing, and he's still playing on ninety-one percent of the snaps. He's going to be out there. Yes, he is the number two receiver behind Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is playing more snaps than him still, but. is enough for him to be uh, productive. So, yeah, wide receiver three, flex play, especially if he keeps getting in the end zone like he has been. Yeah, Zach Pascal, 14% rostered. Go pick him up, put in a waiver wire claim for him. Is there anyone you guys are dropping this week or thinking about dropping? Thinking about dropping, huh? Ooh, that's kind of rough. One guy that I actually have rostered on a couple of my teams, Tyler Higby, hasn't produced oh. yet. And this Rams, yeah. this Rams offense is looking good, but 
he's, I mean, 1.8 points, less than two points for your fantasy team. It's, it's not good enough. I can go stream a tight end. Exactly. And, yeah. and get more points. I think uh, I'm moving on from Higby. I mean, I'm uh, depending on what's out there, I might give it one more week. But you guys got anyone? Um, I'm trying to look, and I don't think uh, I wouldn't say there's anybody just as of yet, um, because I'm still going to give some of them a chance, you know. But there's nobody yeah. that's, you know, either they've done well in one game or done well in the other. So it's like, okay, you know. Yeah. And then yeah, I, think, I agree. There's no one I, I I actually my guy was Zach Moss, but then he scores two touchdowns because I because I mean he, he didn't play last week. I was like okay if he does if he doesn't if he does bad this week and he starts off with the fumble and I was like okay yeah he's on the list for sure. And then he's two touchdowns, but man I don't know. It's there are some guys that, I'm, that are definitely lists. Jacoby Myers uh, since they don't really seem like they're they're rushing the ball so much and then. Uh, especially when they get in the red zone, he did get, he has 15 targets on the season, but still only 40, 44 and 38 yards in both games. Um, I don't know. There, there are a couple people. I like Tyler Higby, especially because he only had one target and one reception this week, but I don't know if I want to drop him because he's still part of the Rams offense. If, if he gets clicking, it's his offense is still going to yeah. score. You got a chance. You have, you have him, you have a better chance of him scoring than, Oh no, uh, Adam Trotman! Don't don't get Adam Trotman, guys. The Saints' offense looked bad this week. Yep. <laughs> Unfortunately. Yeah, I mean he's, he'll play a lot of snaps, but man, they're they're up and down. Yes, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, that was kind of a not a week one overreaction, but they just I think let you down this week, unfortunately. So. I hope it gets better, but it might be we might be seeing thirty for thirty again. Who knows? <laughs> Who maybe knows? the Panthers' defense is really good. They did well against the Jets and way against the Saints. Maybe it's just yeah. Panthers. It's true. Maybe, yeah. All right, that'll do it for the waiver wire, and that'll do it for our episode here. So, if you guys like what you heard, go ahead and follow us on social medias: Day underscore Dreamer Media on Instagram, FF Daydreamers on Twitter. The website daydreamermedia.com. You guys can find all of our all of our work up there. We got articles coming out Tuesdays and Fridays. So go ahead and go read those. We got our rankings coming out on Wednesdays. We got stats going up on social medias. So yeah, go uh go follow us on all uh everywhere you can find us. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, give us that like, give us that follow. We really appreciate it. Tell a friend. You guys got anything to plug? Nope. Nothing. Just check out the Twitter. R-O-K-K-O Daydreamer. There you go. Keone, anything for you? Um, I don't know. Just just be, be nice to people. I don't know. Good. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Be nice. And uh, oh, one more thing. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. S- stay dreaming. Nice, 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 nice.